All right, we are back with the 138th edition of the Quarantine Cast. Um, like always, I'm excited for this one. Um, so joining me today is UFC flyweight Miranda Maverick. Without further ado, I'll have her on. Hey, how's it going? Hello, very good. So first things first, I'd like to talk about uh, some of the weird circumstances that happened on the weekend. You were supposed to fight. You got all the way there. You were ready to go. Um, obviously, things fell through. So how did you get the news? Um, I actually received an Instagram message from Jillian at first um, and then coordinated with the UFC to see like if that was official, if it was really a message from her. Like I wanted to make sure everything was true before I was like, oh, guess we just won't even go down there. And unfortunately, it was like 20 minutes before I was going to the apex. Yeah, so re really unfortunate. Um, how do you kind of take that news? Obviously, there's so much that goes into it that we don't see as fans. I mean, training camp, you got to fly there, you're cutting weight, you made weight, you're ready to go, and then things fell through. And obviously, more than that, I mean, it's the first time your dad's going to be in your corner for a UFC fight. So all those emotions, how did you take it? Uh, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It was a lot of different things. At first, of course, I was irritated, disappointed, um, but kind of wrapped my head around it. And, you know, I, new opportunities will come. Maybe it was meant to be. Who knows? Um, I feel bad for Jillian. I hope she recovered well, or I know she recovered well now, but I uh, felt bad that she did have to drop out that soon. It doesn't look good for her. Um, and for me, like I was ready to go in there trying to get a fight the very next week or whenever we could. And it's funny because we both have opposite schedules as far as when she can fight and I can fight with school and everything else going on. Just being busy. We're trying to set up for the near future if possible, but who knows what will happen with that. But we're trying. And uh, really irritating at the time. Like you said, my dad was supposed to be in my corner for the first time. The last time in Las Vegas, I also didn't get to fight. Only a couple of days beforehand supposed to make my UFC debut that time so Las Vegas just seems pretty unlucky I'm sure I'll fight there next time so obviously I'm sure that's a fight you'd want back is that something you're looking at obviously you said your uh, schedules may not coordinate but I'm sure um, the fact that you've already trained for or you're prepared for uh, I'm sure you that's the fight you want or are you open to just about anybody I'm open to just about anybody Gillian was a really good opponent for me and I wish I could have had that happen but uh now it's just kind of whoever is available. I'd love to fight. I know um, one of the things going into that fight was people were talking a lot about, obviously you have a jiu-jitsu background, so does she, how you guys would match up. Um, did you feel a little bit disrespected? Because a lot of people felt like, you know, she's a black belt. She's got the edge on the ground. Did you feel disrespected by that? Not even disrespected. I think a lot of people don't do their research properly. I think a lot of people have no idea what they're talking about, even when they go in and make predictions. Like, they predicted stuff based off of one fight they watched of mine in the UFC. Like, if you want to get a well-rounded version of me, watch from beginning to end, because one, I've improved between a fight, and when you go on YouTube and watch fights from three years ago, I'm nothing like the person that I am now. And it's really just uh, eye-opening and amusing to me, if anything, to watch. And people are like, oh, Maverick's takedown defense sucks and this and that. And I'm like, what fight exactly did you watch? The one like that I lost three and a half years ago? I'm curious because there's been no takedowns within like a two and a half year period. But I, I don't even get into that stuff. If anything, I find it amusing. And I really do watch my own from that objective perspective. And I'm like, hmm, what are her coaches seeing as holes in my game? What is she seeing as holes in my game? Let's fix those. 
I want to talk a bit about your debut um, because for, for UFC fans, that was really their introduction to you. Obviously, I've watched you in Invicta and stuff beforehand, but um, you, I want to talk about the opening 40 seconds because, uh, you know, for, for fans of you, there was a sore worried, right? Um, <laughs> what was it that happened? Was it just UFC jitters? Was it just nerves? What, what kind of happened? Obviously, you turned it around and got the stoppage at the end of the first, but what, what, what took place in that first 40 seconds? <laughs> That's about exactly what happened. It's funny because when I called my dad right after the fight, he was like, what? You scared me that first 30 seconds. What was that crap? And I was like, I don't know. Um, I said, like, it was like reality hit me that I was in the UFC as soon as Bruce Buffer called my name. And even though, like, I was trying to push down the nerves, wait for that adrenaline to come out in the fight, like, you can't really control whatever physiological responses your body has. And I remember just being like, huh, these punches don't hurt, but why am I getting hit in the face? <laughs> you know, like, this shouldn't even be happening. Leona shouldn't even be able to touch me right now. So once I got my timing, got my groove in and everything, and uh, started getting my movement down, I, I think it was it was over for her. It reminded me a lot of, like, Cowboy Cerrone's fights where like the first 30 seconds he's a punching bag and then turns it around and, and destroys what was your thoughts on the stoppage I know there was a lot of people that were saying it was not good or whatever I thought it was fair like her nose was was demolished and I thought with the way the fight was going didn't really matter um but what were your thoughts on it I mean, her fans are always going to be her fans. I'm sure it would have happened the same way around had the opposite happened. So I don't really blame it for that. A lot of people were saying how it was sexist and how they wouldn't have stopped a man's fight. But whatever. Like, had she went into the second round, I would have just targeted her nose more. They wouldn't have been able to stitch it up very well because it would have just been a bloodbath and a bigger cut and everything else. I wasn't going to stop doing that same game plan. So it was just, I think it was a good stoppage for her sake. Um, I, of course, would have rather stopped it with my hands on her than you can't really argue about it, but it is what it is. I think I won that fight from any perspective you want to look at it, and I don't see a rematch in the near future unless she gets up to a uh, level, and I and I do too. Um, I, I know this isn't probably the, the, the case, but do you find when you go out there and you win the way you do um, – and having the background that you do, do you feel like maybe you're feared by a lot of the women in the division? Maybe. Uh, sometimes I get that feeling when people refuse certain fights. Um, plus, it's not even that, but like the hype that's behind me right now, the people that I have supporting me, whether it be Johnny Anik DC and the things that they say, I think a lot of people are scared to lose against a, a newcomer to the division when they're highly ranked or higher up than I am. Um, but it's not even about the fear so much. I think it's just everybody's careful with their career. They don't want to make a bad mistake in who they decide to have a fight against. And my plan is to go in there and make everyone look like they're beginners. I want to talk a little bit about uh, some stuff unrelated to uh, to your fighting career because you've, you're one of the few people that are balancing not only a UFC career, UFC training, but you're also in school at the same time uh, doing your master's. How do you handle all of that? Um, I always... That's the biggest thing. I schedule every 30 minute increment of my time, everything from like trying to fit in sponsor posts. You just get to talking about the Instagram stuff. Like I make sure I do my job first and foremost, and that's ass, I'd say is my very first priority. I want to get my PhD. I want to be done with school for the rest of my life. Never have to go back to school again and be able to focus on my fighting career once I'm done. Um, for right now, I'm working on both, but I think I've handled it pretty well so far, and I plan on continuing to do that until I get finished, which will be in the next couple of years.
when you see people, uh, I don't want to name any names, but but a lot of people who are young in the game uh, tend to kind of let things get to them. Um, as someone who's young yourself, what sort of things do you do to, to handle that, handle the fame that comes with it, handle all of that stress? What sorts of things do you do on a mental side? Um, I have great faith in God. I think that's a lot of it. I pray a lot. I, I guess you would say meditate someone else's perspective. Um, and I have a strong support system, which I'm blessed to have. My dad's always there for me to talk to, whether it's bad, good, indifferent. He has a very objective opinion when he needs to. He has a very subjective opinion and just does the whole, I just need some comfort, you know, cry with me kind of thing. Um, so he's a huge support system for me. My boyfriend has been a huge support system. Team's great. Uh, when I need to, I take a day off, but that's very rare. I usually train more when I get... Um, irritated or frustrated, and social media can be the devil. Uh, people are really mean out there, um, especially I feel like I get a lot of bullies on social media, and it gets managed pretty well, whether by supporters of mine out lashing back at them or uh, just going through and filtering out comments. But it's brutal. It's brutal. So where I just don't even read them sometimes, or uh, sometimes you'll see me address it, but not too often. I want to talk a little bit about your dad because you did say he's a big support system. He was scheduled, well, he was supposed to be in your corner for your fight for the first time in the UFC. I was listening to an interview of yours and you said that he cuts weight with you or he diets with you. Uh, did he do that for this, for that fight as well? Yes, he did. He does it for all of them. Even when he doesn't show up for my fights, he uh, diets with me just as, um, as a support, you know, um, to show that he's like with me the whole time and he'll diet with me. And he always jokes that look good for the cameras which i'd say is probably 25 percent of it but they're just him kind of having respect for me doing my diet and stuff and and show that he understands how hard it is because i used to live at home and stuff when i was cutting weight and it made it pretty hard when everybody brownies and pizza and whatever they wanted around me and so he would start eating me healthy then too and it just kind of stuck as a tradition for us you have uh, you have a couple of siblings who wrestle as well. Is that something that they've considered? Uh, obviously, watching your career, like, is that something they want to do? Do they want to fight? Do they want to go in your footsteps, or, or not at all? Uh, trying to force my sister into it, <laughs> um, but honestly, right now, no. Uh, they want to go to wrestling if that ends up being an option. Uh, my brother isn't necessarily into the whole public schooling system to begin with. He doesn't like it. I don't. Um, but they're both doing very well in wrestling and hopefully at least going to college for that. And who knows what else is for their future. My sister and brother could both have a future in fighting if they wanted to. My brother's a big enough kid. He doesn't really have any interest in it and have to pay doctor's bills all the way up, you know, through his amateur career. So he's already gotten to work making his own business and working on the farm. So he's kind of got his future planned out and we'll see about my little sister. You mentioned uh, farm work. You, you grew up uh, doing that your entire uh, your entire life. How how big is that into uh, to competing? I mean, people like Matt Hughes said that that had a lot to do with it, and uh, especially uh, when they got started. How significant was that for you when you transitioned into MMA? I think it's huge. If you ask any girls that passed or any girls that I came up with in their career, everybody was just like, "How are you so?" Young? I go, "What is this?" And I'm like, yeah, it's not because I lifted weights. I've never hardly lifted weights at all. Only recently that I start doing like strength and conditioning and I'm very inconsistent with it because I don't really like it that much. I'm trying to, but I grew up where bones got strong, muscles got strong as I was 
I was three, when I was four, when I was five. I didn't wait until I was 18 or in high school to start being athletic and lifting weights. And I think that not only makes a big difference, but you start doing stuff on a farm that can put your life at risk or others. And you have to like put all of your effort into it. You know, the whole, when things go wrong, I get the strength of 10 men philosophy. Like, I feel like that, like sometimes you just try so hard and do things that don't think are possible when you work on a farm or situations. Of That's very, very uh, grueling and hard work. What's harder fighting or, or farm work? I have a hundred percent have worse days on the farm than I have in a cage. Uh, wet harder, worked harder, been more tired. And people may think that's a joke, but like I didn't grow up on a farm where I'm going out to cows or feeding dogs. Like we went out and worked, built fence, welded. My dad would weld from morning to night in 10 degree weather and us would help out by doing what is really little stuff in comparison to the whole big job, but it was hard for his children. You've uh, you've spent the majority of your career at uh, House of Muay Thai. How how significant have they been for your success? Uh, very significant. Um, I'll never take credit away from the gym that I came from, Springfield Fight Club, where I started. Um, and the only reason I transitioned to House of Muay Thai was for grad school. I'm so glad I did. Striking has improved more than tenfold. It's improved a lot. I'm very confident in my stand-up now, just as much as my ground game, where before run in, take a girl down and try to submit them. That's, that's what my game plan was now. Now I am able to be a well-rounded fighter in my opinion. Very good striking that's unpredictable because of how much I learn in between each fight. You've spent some time with a, uh, a veteran, someone who's kind of been through this. Uh, she's competed in, in the UFC for the majority of her career, Tisha Torres. What was that experience like? Oh, that's good. I actually um, Colorado to try weeks a couple years back got to know a lot of the girls there and it was one of them has invited me back for a couple of her fight camps and I was honored to be able to go this time I've trained with Amanda Bobby Cooper several times in the past she's a great training partner she's actually getting ready to have her baby soon so that's exciting for her um I've trained with Hannah Cyphers a lot and she's a little bit closer to me out here so we've trained a lot um it's good getting to have girls that are close to my competition slash size to train with and see kind of on a realistic level where I am placed. I want to talk about a bit. I'll ask one last question and then I'll let you go. I know you're doing your studies, but there's a big women's fight coming up. I know it's not in your weight class, but I'm sure it's something that you're, you're looking at because you're probably someone who could move up in weight class at some point too, and possibly have two titles. I know it's way down the road, but Amanda Nunes is arguably the greatest of all time. And she's looking to defend her belt against Megan Anderson. Uh, what's your thoughts on Amanda and how do you have that fight going? Um, I absolutely have that fight going to Amanda. I'm not sure how it's going to finish TK first round, second round, whatever, but I think it will be a finished fight. Um, I think Megan's pretty well-rounded compared to the other girls that Amanda has faced. Not all of them, but a lot of them that she has faced. Um, but I don't think her power Last, I don't think she's going to have, you know, what it takes to stop the aggressiveness of Amanda. Thank you. Uh, and that's it. I mean, thank you very much for the time. I know you've got schoolwork and, and like, you're probably the busiest person in all of the UFC. So I appreciate <laughs> your time. Um, is there anybody you'd like to thank or any sponsors you want to shout out before we end it? Yeah, thank you to my gym, the House of Montai, and my older gym, the Fight Club, to my family. Uh, for always being there for me. And then I have many sponsors you'll see all over my Instagram, but especially Absolute Nature, uh, Girl Clothing, Victory Beef, um, and Top Mount Apparel, who, by the way, made 
shirts that I have personalized. If you guys want to purchase some shirts from for my next fight, considering this one uh, didn't quite go as planned, they'll stay the same. I will be sure to do that. I'll actually uh, ask you where that is right after this. So thank you very much for the time. And uh, yeah, all the best. Hopefully you can get a fight rebooked, whether it's against Jillian or someone else. Uh, I can't wait to see you out there. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. All the best. There you go, Miranda Maverick. Um, she's one of the brightest prospects in all of MMA at the moment. Uh, and uh, not even just women, all of MMA. She's, uh, it's unfortunate what happened on the weekend. Jillian Robertson fell through. But I can't wait to see what's next for her. Uh, if you guys haven't, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And, of course, I will see you guys next time.